Women Taking the Lead, Episode 24. Regardless of what challenges I may face or what obstacles that may come my way, that through Christ, I can do all things. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. This episode is sponsored by Luma Coaching. Want some support to get your dreams off the ground? Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Danielle Chate, who has an extraordinary appetite for solving problems and creating solutions. She has made it her mission to help womenpreneurs like her succeed by launching their dreams and growing their business. Danielle utilizes her years of education, professional, and personal experience to light the path of entrepreneurship for women through her dedicated services at Give Back Genie. Now, Danielle, that's only a little intro for everyone, so tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Thank you so much, Jody, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, a little bit about me. Um, I was born and raised in a small inner city in Northwest Indiana known as Gary. Some people remember Gary from the Jackson 5, the singing group, where other people um, actually remember Gary from being rated as a murder capital of the world in the early 90s. So growing up in this um, in this area, it's a it's actually a, a, a blue-collar town, so a lot of the people that um, grew up there, we have like a lot of steel mills and a lot of manufacturing plants. So growing up, going to college, going to a four-year college and securing a corporate job or even launching a, a successful business wasn't something that um, wasn't something of the norm. Most people graduated from high school, went to a two-year trade school while others secured a job in the manufacturing plant. However, um, my parents actually had a vision for me way larger than I could actually see at that time. So they spent countless hours of working overtime, and they made many, many sacrifices just so that I wouldn't be part of a statistic. So um, because of those sacrifices they made, I actually um, graduated from high school. I went to college. And I graduated from college uh, from with a bachelor's degree in marketing. And shortly after graduation, I actually secured a, a corporate job working um, nine to five, living what most people call the American dream. So that's where it, it really all began. Um, I did what everybody said that you should do, which was go to college, get a job, um, work 40 plus hours a week and move up the corporate ladder. And um with that being said, I dedicated everything I had. I gave it my all, and um, I was I was actually focused on moving up the corporate ladder and you know securing a great job so that I can have a great house and um, travel all the time, just like you know everybody says that you should do. And after doing that for about four years um, of you know being of hardworking and dedicating and um, relocating with the company. And one day I, I went into the office to think, you know, thinking that I was up for a promotion only to learn that my position was eliminated. Oh. Yeah. So, so at that time, that was, that was, that was truly a, a humble beginning for me because that's when 
that's when I actually got the entrepreneur spark to, to do something else. Wow. Danielle, clearly, you know, <laughs> we're, our stories are not dissimilar. We should chat sometime but Absolutely. <laughs> offline, but you know, clearly you, you've had success. You were climbing the ladder and it definitely gave you some confidence, right? And even, in a situation where you thought you were getting a promotion and you got the boot instead. And, oh, God, my heart went out to you when you said that. Your next step was to be like, oh, I should probably start my own business, which, you know, it says a lot about you. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you might not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you learned from that. Okay. Well, you know, I played, unfortunately, I played small a few times. Um, the first time that I can remember playing small was um, when I was working in corporate America and um, I wanted a raise. I, I felt that the work that I was doing deserved more money. So I went into my boss's office and, you know, I put together this great proposal on everything that I had to offer and, you know, why I felt that I should make this amount of money and um, how much of an asset I was to the company. And my boss listened to me and he looked me dead in the face and he told me that, you know, this is very impressive that you took this time um, to do all of this. But I want to share with you that you should be really be happy in the position that you have and the amount of money that you're currently making for your age. So um, if I was you, what I would recommend is spending more time on gaining additional experience versus asking for more money. And I looked at him in the face and I said, okay. And at that moment, at that moment, I thought that that was the best thing to do because he was in a position that I wanted to be in. But later on in life, I learned that I was playing small. I, I shouldn't have accepted uh, that response. I should I should have challenged it to, to see exactly what that meant. So that was one scenario of me playing small. Another scenario of playing small is when I started my business, um, after being laid off, I started a concierge business and I wasn't quite sure what to charge because I that was my first time ever having a business. I didn't have any clients and I was very green. So I remember um, I quoted a price of $20 an hour and the person that I quoted the price to said, well, why, why 20? Why not 15? I don't really have, you know, $20 an hour, but I can pay you 15. And I accepted that job for $15 an hour when, um, the rate that I had set at that moment was $20 an hour. And I played small in that point because at that moment I undervalued myself. I undervalued what I had to offer and why I felt that, you know, I should have been paid the price that I, I quoted. But instead, I played small and I accepted it because I, I lacked count confidence in, in myself at that time of my abilities, of, you know, what I had to offer. So that was another instance of me playing small in life. Yeah, the, the whole question around money for, I think for women is a big one, but for some men too, but I know for certain for women, especially women business owners and the question of what should I charge? Yep. It, it is so hard for women to take a look at what is the value of the work that you bring to the table. And for you, even when you were in a situation, right, in your corporate job where you knew the value of the work that you were doing was worth more than what you were getting paid, you still accepted a lower wage 
um, because somebody gave, somebody thought you just should do something different. Yep. And you know what, honestly, throughout, um, throughout all my interaction with interacting with women, I learned that this is something that a lot of women face, not, you know, just not, just not only in life, but, you know, in their business as well as in their corporate career, because we fear, we fear being rejected. We fear that, you know, if we say something and if it's not right, that we won't be selected as the best candidate. It's, you know, it's sometimes we, we lack confidence in our knowledge, skills and abilities and what we have to offer. Whereas um, from my experience, interaction with men, they're not like that. A man will tell you exactly what he's looking to make, what he's charging. And that's really the end of the discussion. Either you're interested or you're not. Whereas sometimes in the beginning, um, women, it's, almost seems like we're conditioned to, to not ask for more, because if you ask for more, you're being greedy. Or, um, if you, if you make certain requests that, you know, you're considered bossy, whereas a man, you can, you know, ask for more money and it shows that, you know, your worth or, you know, as a man, you can, you know, make, you can make decisions and people say you have leadership, um, leadership abilities. So I think, you know, um, in my personal opinion, being a woman and, you know, having those are issues that women have to deal with on a day to day basis, unfortunately, until we're able uh-huh. to overcome it. Yes. And it's empowering to um, kind of what I was hearing and what you were saying is no, being able to explain what your value is makes a huge difference because probably that person who wanted to pay you $15 an hour only understood $15 of what you were providing. But if you had been able to explain, no, it's $5 more an hour for this reason, they probably would have paid you. Yep, you're absolutely right. Because shortly after that, I actually increased my price to $35 an hour. And what I learned is when you set your price for a service and you let them know exactly the value added to that service, people don't question it. They just pay it and they move on. I mean, for instance, people don't go to the to the Mercedes uh, Benz dealership and negotiate pricing. Well, why is the service or product that you're promoting any different? Yes. Amen. (laughs) All right, Danielle. Now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. I would say um, I had a wake up call um, when I ended up returning back to corporate America because I started my, I started a business and the business didn't do as well as I thought it, as well as I, I thought it did. I didn't, I don't think I set, well, I didn't set realistic goals, um, for being in business the first year. Um, I love what I did. I was very passionate about it and I felt that I should have made more money. So instead of me, you know, moving forward and being consistent with it, I just, I let it go and return back to corporate America and I tried to give it another, another shot. Well, on this um, on this round of being in corporate America, um, I noticed on a day to day basis, I was I was so unhappy. I was happy with the salary that I was making, but I I was unhappy with the day to day interactions. I felt um, I feel I felt empty. I felt lost, and I would go to work, and I would still do a good job, but I would be at work wondering. What if I would have just remained consistent? What if I would have just pursued my passion? But because I, you know, out of fear and out of lack of lack of um, inconsistency of me not pursuing my passion, now I'm helping somebody else build their dreams. And I remember having a conversation with my uh, with my boss at that time, and 
we were talking and the recommendation that they provided me, I didn't agree with it. It made no sense at all. And I said to myself, I'm working for this person. I feel like I have way more knowledge, way more experience. And what they just told me to do made absolutely positively no sense. And my aha moment was, for what reason? When you're not happy. Why work for somebody when you're not happy and you're taking direction from somebody that you feel that you have more knowledge um, than you have more experience than and you have way more to offer? What are you going to do about it? You can either continue to work for this person and continue to be unhappy or you can make a change and step out on faith and start your own dream again. But yet, instead of giving up, remain consistent and have a plan this time so that you know, you won't so that that way you will have an opportunity to see the seeds that God planted in you. You'll actually get a chance to see them actually grow. And so that's what I did. I stepped out on faith and um, I started my own business. And, you know, in the beginning, it was a little rough, but with hard work and consistency, things just start to happen. Things just start to to fall in place. And I, I think that was my aha moment. And I think too, Danielle, the first time you started a business, the entrepreneurial bug had bit you. Yep. Right. So you went back to work because that's what you needed to do at the time, but it wasn't a good fit. Like you were an entrepreneur at that point, full blooded. <laughs> it was in your system. And once that's there, it's really hard to go back to working for somebody else because you've had that experience where you set your own course, you make the decisions and all of it rests on you, right? All of the consequences rest on you as well. There's a thrill even in that. There is, there is such a thrill. And especially I really feel if you truly love what you do as an entrepreneur, the fact that the product or service that you're offering they're impacting people. They're changing people's lives. That alone is priceless to me. You, you can't put a dollar value on that. And what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. We're all different. We're all going to lead differently, and that's okay. So, Danielle, how would you describe your leadership style? You know, I would actually describe my leadership style as a, a coaching leader, leadership style, which means um, I, I like having that that one-on-one connection with people. I like to help them accomplish their goals. I like to know what is it that you want to do and help them create a plan so they can actually uh, make it happen. And now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? I would say communication. Having open communication makes you, I think, one of the best leaders possible. Give me an example of that, of how you see that in your business right now. So when I say communication, I mean being very, very transparent with the people that you're supporting. So whether that's answering questions, sharing with them information that you know that can assist them, just being um, having just open lines of communication at all times. Mm. And that takes something, I think, for a lot of people to be mindful because it's, you know, especially when there's a lot of information coming at you all the time, you're absorbing it. But to have to take the time to then think about who needs this information, how do I convey it to them, you know, and like, do I call, do I send an email? I think communication is a very big subject, but 
you know, if we give it some time and give it some thought, it has a huge payoff. Absolutely. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? One of my favorite books that I always recommend um, is called Seekers of a Six-Figure Woman. It's by Barbara Stanny. And this book is all about women working in different capacities um, from being uh, working the corporate ladder um, to starting their own business. And it's all about leadership and um, stepping out on faith and um, knowing your worth and your value. Which comes back, like brings it full circle with what we were talking about earlier. So that's a great resource for any woman who's having a hard time trying to gauge her value or questions it. That's awesome. What is your favorite healthy food? You know what? It's kind of crazy, but my favorite healthy food is actually spinach. Kind of like pie pie. You know how pie pie loves spinach? I absolutely yeah. love spinach. <laughs> how do you like to prepare it? Um, you know, I actually, I like it raw. Or sometimes um, I, when I eat it in the morning, I usually eat it in my omelet. So I'll like um, cook it in olive oil. But I absolutely love spinach. And knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? I think one thing that I would actually change, um, if I had to change anything, I would probably ask more questions and I would challenge people more. I just wouldn't take what they set for face value. If I disagreed with it, I would challenge them to, to you know, so I can get a better understanding um, instead of just saying, okay, well, that's what they said and we should just go with that. And, you know, this is bringing um, a question to my mind because when I think when some women here question people, challenge them, they think of confrontation and conflict, but I don't think that's what you're trying to convey. No, not at all. Uh, when I say challenge, I mean more so asking questions so that you can have a better understanding. So when you walk away, you don't walk away with any questions in hindsight, wondering, well, well, what does this mean or what does that mean? That, that's what I mean when I say challenge, just asking um, additional questions so that you can have a better understanding of the response that they provided you. Yeah. And I think a red flag um, for anybody is if you're confused or uncertain or there's any anything feels foggy, don't walk away until you figure it out. Absolutely. And a lot of times we do walk away because we don't want to appear to seem as if we're at, we're being invasive by asking a ton of questions. Um However, the only way, the way that the only way that you can really truly get the answers is if you ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Or they're afraid to ask like what they would consider stupid questions and letting people know how much they don't know. I think that's the, it's part of the intimidation as well. Correct. Correct. And yeah. like I always say, no question is a stupid question. The only stupid question is a question that's not asked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Um, a success quote for me is actually a Bible verse, Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And that is a very powerful um, Bible verse because it lets me know that regardless of what challenges I may face or what obstacles that may come my way, that through Christ, I can do all things. That's powerful. And lastly, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Yes, the listeners can actually connect with me via Facebook at Danielle Chate, 
or they can actually connect with me online on my website at www.givebackgenie.com. That's www.givebackgenie.com. And actually, if you go on there, I I'm actually giving away seven cash flow secrets to boosting your bottom lines. So for any of those womenpreneurs out there that are looking to make more money, please be sure to go on my website at www.givebackgenie.com so you can download those seven cash flow secrets. And it's free. And it's free. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show, Jody. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.